Welcome to For Good Measure, an interview series celebrating diverse composers and other creative artists, sponsored by a grant from the California Arts Council. I'm Nanette McGinnis, Artistic Executive Director of Ensemble for These Times. In this week's episode, we continue our Da Capo Conversations, a mini-series where we'll be giving familiar segments a topical twist. Today we revisit Anthony R. Green's and Darian Donovan Thomas's perspectives on activism in music. Here's what Anthony R. Green had to say. With regards to social justice, I naturally have gravitated towards implementing that aspect of creativity into my practice. One of the first ever social justice pieces that I composed was way back in 2004, 2005, and it concerned death in the war in Iraq. I had come across this article on the internet that basically said the amount of reported deaths in the war in Iraq is much lower than the amount of actual death in this war. And amazingly enough, sadly enough, in 2020, actually even today, when we see the numbers of the amount of people officially reported to have passed away because of coronavirus, it is most likely extremely low compared to the actual numbers of people who have died because of coronavirus. So in a weird way, that very first social justice piece that I ever composed has come around to the events that started in 2020 and have and are unfortunately still continuing. However, it's super important in my practice that I use my platform to talk about various different issues, such as the power of women, immigration, of course, matters related to Black life in the United States and around the world, and transgender issues, um, access issues in terms of ableism. All sorts of issues can be discussed and, and examined in a composition. But first and foremost, as a social justice artist, when I go about creating a piece of social justice music, I want my audiences to think about the issues that are being presented to them. And hopefully my pieces will will help people go home from that experience and do some more research, do some more reading, perhaps do some more talking with their friends and family, and then be an agent of change. Here's what Darian Donovan Thomas had to say. I've always thought that um, anything an artist says will be taken in the context of their time. Um, Even to choose not to respond to your time is still a choice. And so I'd much rather be one of the artists who's responding to the things that are happening around me. It also feels like an important way to remain authentic and not to feel... um, untethered from the world around me. Even if I'm creating things that are ethereal or dreamy or abstract art, sound for sound's sake, it's still going to be grounded in the time that I'm in, right? Um, The sirens of 2021 or 2020 in New York and the police cars and all the chants of the people and all the talking that happened around different topics of police brutality or around the topics of COVID. um, This chattering frenetic energy was very much the sound world of that year and 
so it wouldn't make sense to ignore it and not put it in my art, you know? Um, and I think the goals are that, like, I found that I have a way of saying things uh, sometimes in art that communicates a message differently than people have heard it before. Um, this happened with Kid Gunner Brother. This happened with Stephen Clark, um, where I just remember the piece being premiered and then people in the audience coming up to me afterwards and saying, I never actually thought about it that way. Um, and it felt like they had a better understanding of what needed to be said. Cause there's a weird austerity in music sometimes where it can be non-emotional and it can be purely dated, um, almost like a sonic graph. Uh, mm. and I think sometimes that's more effective than everything that media does at the moment because that's a whole dramatic mess um, and theatrical <laughs> quandary, honestly, to figure out like which media I should I be listening to, where should we be getting resources from, where should we be getting info from. And if I can make something really clear in art, then I would love to do that. Um, and that feels like a good use for art as well. And then, of course, always balancing it out with making things that are, I don't know, just beautiful. Like around the same time that I made, um, what was it? It's a disintegrating foundation under a catastrophe of air, this solo bass piece about COVID and about um, George Floyd protests all happening at the same time. Um, I also made Florid Ephemera, which is this abstract sound for sound's sake um, string orchestra piece. And it feels good to do both, to be like, I'm not a person who makes only one kind of art, but also I am very capable of making both kinds, you know. Thank you for listening to Four Good Measures De Capo Conversations, and a special thank you to our guests for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast by clicking on the subscribe button and support us by sharing it with your friends posting about it on social media, and leaving us a rating and a review. To learn more about E4TT, our concert season online and in the Bay Area, or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit us at www.e4tt.org. This podcast is made possible in part by a grant from the California Arts Council and generous donors like you. Four Good Measures produced by Nanette McGinnis and Ensemble for These Times and designed by Brennan Stokes, with special thanks to co-producer and audio engineer Stephanie M. Newman. Remember to keep supporting equity in the arts and tune in next week for Good Measure.